Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. have to cut that out now how are you guys <laughs> i was just enjoying leaving her hanging out there just way out on the limb alone um i'm good <laughs> thanks for asking all fine still here kind of sick still kind of gestating um i met some creeps at the weekend oh yeah happy well, for it you was kind of um it was kind of uh a false creep because i went into three i dropped my phone on Saturday morning and it was the drop that broke the phones back so I had to go in and use my upgrade to get the free whatever free phone I could get and I was saving up for the iPhone 11 but instead I got an iPhone 6 the exact same phone um <laughs> no I did upgrade slightly but it was not the iPhone 11 with all the cameras things, uh, that was on the cover which do you they recommend it was a good idea do you Yes, absolutely. I got one of these other boxes with the pop, not spawn. Do you know what they write, remind I me? I don't recommend. <laughs> you just got one. You just got one of the ones that, that stick on. on. Yeah, is that different? No, yeah, mine's in the cover. But it it ruins. Oh, well, happy for you. But this is shit because um, I can't, the phone that I have is so big. Oh, that here I we can go. barely reach. <coughs> Sorry. Something shiny on the wall there now. And Scout's oh, excited. it was me picking up the phone. Sorry, Scout. <laughs> I can barely reach the the numbers. <laughs> Did you guys follow a bit of uh, Shona from Sex Shop as uh, Oh creep? yes, yeah. I yeah, shared yeah, it on yeah, my yeah. Twitter. Now that should be we our should have creep, creep of, of the week. The week dedicated to her yeah, because oh, this so is brilliant. Good. Here now, get in here now. Wait, see. before you say that, can I shout out to um, Catherine uh, in person creep who I met in East Wall Aldi? Hello, Catherine. She was actually mid episode when we met. Get out of here. She uh, took her earphone out and was like. I'm listening. I'm listening to, to you. you right now. Um, so if I just go back to the story that I didn't finish there, guys. Um, I was in three, getting my new phone, and <laughs> I love a life admin story. I met a creep who 
was who used to work <laughs> next door in Brother Hubbard. And he remembered he's a big fan of the creep dive. But then as I was there, he got all of his colleagues onto the creep dive as well. Ah, so it was a bit of like nice. creep, creep missionary work. <laughs> he was doing his year of missionary. Yeah, yeah. In three, just, just on Grafton Street <laughs> telling everyone to listen to the creep dive. I'm preaching the up, book of creep. Yeah. So that I've got to tell you, right, this sex shop, if you don't follow Shauna, oh, she's at sex shop. She has a sex shop online. Do you Irish have the full one. thread? What's the name of her? Irish sex shop. She's body safe sex toys, which yeah. is she's she's cool. She's been in the studio here a few times on different podcasts. This is it now. She's an experienced vibrator user. So uh, she isn't. this is it. So here she has on her Twitter a story which she tagged us on. Uh, this person being her creep of the week. So a while ago, she gifted somebody. Somebody a wrote, no, that's right, but we don't know who it is. a small blog, asked her, which I'm sure oh, happens God. to her all the time, had asked her for a competition prize. Fair. And Shauna being really, like Shauna is great and she has a tough time of advertising the business because Facebook and Instagram won't allow you to advertise anything that's to do with the sex industry. So she obviously does all these and relies on write-ups and, and coverage in, in little micro blogs and stuff like that. So she gave this website owner. Mommy blogger. Mommy blogger. Sorry, I just particularly enjoy that it's that. Yeah, she gave her a toy <laughs> that she was to give out as a prize. Now, she, Shauna names this story having receipts for not having receipts, which is Brilliant. really good. Great clip. Love it. Well, I was straight. Do you want to read? Do you want to do a live reading, a dramatic reading, Jen? All right, here we go. Tweet one. Mm-hmm. I've been sick in bed all week, but something she- happened today that was such a tonic. I had my adrenaline firing on all cylinders. Gather round, fam, while I tell you a tale. Having receipts for not having receipts. So last night I was sent an email from the husband of a woman who runs a mummy blog site event company. She gets in touch every now and then when she wants to run a competition or get a discount code or business cards from me for an event. Feels normal. Uh, This isn't unusual, says Shona. I have a lot of long running relationships, typically with universities and nonprofits where I give out freebies for raffles and discount codes for members. I don't see a lot of immediate business from it, but it helps to get the name out there. And Shauna is sound. Shauna might give us one for creep dive listeners. So weird. Uh, Or just one to share between the three of us. (laughs) We could take it on a rotation. I think we should just buy a vibrator instead of trying to scab one off. Not a a vibrator to give out for creep dive listeners, but a discount code for creep dive listeners. I think. Oh, oh, yeah, that'd be great. But she again, she don't have to. Um... (laughs) No uh, here we go. I've no. I feel like there'd be a strong crossover there. <laughs> Hell yes. I think arse plugs would be kind of on brand for us, or like anal beads or something. We should bra- brand up some, and she could maybe help <gasps> us find a supplier. Oh my god, creep dive, creep dive, arse plugs would Ch- be deadly. You know what I saw the other day? You can buy an ass plug with a whole horse's mane tail attached to it. <laughs> yes! Oh my god, it was fucking amazing. I, that was my next question. What would be attached to ours? Like I eight think they'd have to be like no one of um, just a huge bunch of balloons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Launch air, Larry. And like, just the string is coming up out of the belt the of your jeans. <laughs> like, no uh, indication of where the other end is. Well, there is an indication, obviously. <laughs> okay, back to the thread. I have no record of her buying anything from me. Oh, no, where? Did I skip a thing? I did. So the hubby gets in touch. Did I read this bit? Gets in touch to ask about 
Where am I? No, Sorry, haven't I haven't tried. Stay with me. The husband gets in touch to ask about the lifespan of a vibe. Vibrator, I'm, I assume. Uh, they bought a few years back and has recently stopped working. I can't remember exactly when they bought it. So I go through my invoices to see if it's still under the EU uh, consumer protection warranty. So she says, I have no record of her buying anything from me. And I have my suspicions now. So I go through all our past emails two years ago. So two years ago, she asked for a competition prize for their Christmas gift guide. As it was Christmas for a Christmas promotion, I offered a more expensive toy, a vibrator worth 75 euro. Amazing. When she cheekily asked if she could also have one to review for the site, I politely fobbed her off saying, maybe next time. I can't afford it. She told me that's no problem. And a week later provided me with the address for the competition winner. Mm-hmm. Cut to the present day. I email back the husband and ask for a copy of the invoice or a photo of the toy in question. <laughs> Sorry, just a guess. Not in use. Well, I mean, yeah, the broken <laughs> thing. So just as predicted, it was the same vibrator. If it was just worn down to exactly. a nub. <laughs> <laughs> just a, like a case of ba- a battery encasement. You're like, oh, oh. yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, so here she says, just as predicted, it was the same vibrator I had sent to a competition winner. Uh, so uh, guess uh, who's getting a big fucking lump of coal? The next time she asked for an unidentified money blogger, money blogger, it was Clemmy Hooper's so, account. <laughs> so he even had the cheek to say he knows that it's well out of warranty. Yeah, because your wife never, never bought the fucking thing in the first place. Uh, but would I send on a new charging cable for it anyway? Will I? Fuck, she says. Shove it up your hole. Literally. Which is the problem. <laughs> Literally. I don't know if the husband is aware of his wife's assholery, but there's an extra special section of Santa's naughty list for people who try to fuck over small businesses at Christmas time twice. Yes. And countless times in the last two years. Too. So she adds a p- uh, photograph of your one asking me twice for a free vibrator for herself. So this Oh, I know. Is... I was like scrolled in, <laughs> zoomed in to fuck on that picture, yeah. but I couldn't piece it together. So people are going I wild. Mean, it's... Who's that now? Sophie. Cassie looked at me so annoyed. You cannot say that. Why? Who's she? It's, you know, it's, it's a sight. sight. Oh, yeah. So, okay... Here she Cass, says Cassie's so annoyed now First edit of the morning so People like, are going mad not even 20 past 10 <laughs> People are gas Like the fucking neck of your one So oh, the neck is infinite The neck is infinite That's the best comment Give you a like um, The neck, the neck The absolute cheek What a wagon That's despicable It you, really is You couldn't make this stuff form. up It is It's disgusting form Like don't be a dick Ah oh, come on It's a bit cheeky It's a bit of gas it's oh really, no, it is. Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying like just. Well, I know. The I love the is, brass neck of it. It is maximum maybe brass neckery, isn't it? They've forgotten. Maybe they're just trying to screw people out of vibrators so much that they can't remember which ones they bought and which ones they wangled under false pretense. Or their mm. kink is free vibrators. thieving vibrators <laughs> and then kind of you know getting at the small businesses. That's how they get their jollies. Or their kink is using the prize vibrator before then lovingly repackaging it up and sending it to the winners. I can relate I relate to that kink. I think oh, that's yeah. kind of I kind of like that. Yeah. You guys are <laughs> never running a competition. 
Like, do you ever like try on? If you ever try on swimsuits, and uh, oh, this and is you, disgusting. Oh, and right? You're just like, no, I'm not wearing my knickers in this. Yeah, January gross. Wait, there is. Do you remember the time we were talking about maybe selling used underwear online, and I was looking oh, yeah. into it. Yeah, and uh, then I think I was pregnant at the time, and you could get a pretty penny for pregnant, pregnant used ones. underwear. Anyway, I didn't go ahead with it because you had to up- upload pictures of your groin and your arsehole and everything. So oh, I did said, you? I'm not going to do that. But, but what I did find as kind of a subheading. Is that because your arsehole is too identifiable? Yes. It's just so roomy. It's just O-D-W-Y-E or tattooed around. <laughs> uh, there's no O. It's just oh, down there for dancing. What I was going to say <coughs> is there was a subcategory on that website for, um, for I'm presuming it's men, who collect the stickers who that line the little plastic sticker the wet uh, the wetsuits the, the gusset the gusset of try on gussety clothing in shops so people go in and like steal them such and then sell them excuse me that is amazing I used to work in pennies I did not know did there you? was such it was my first job I was 17 it was pennies done drum how so. was it that's a you know what I had one. more disposable income back then than I do now we used to get paid 178 euro every week amazing and you just go off and you had no responsibilities it was wonderful tell me now did you ever shoplift there no I didn't right. intentionally very tempting I find in pennies everything because is just sort of everywhere because you pick up stuff you see and put it in your pockets to tidy it away yeah oh yeah did you? So the odd time now I'd say someone did accidentally take something home. Did you find anything mad there in the changing rooms and stuff? Um, nappies. Ah, uh, yeah. Nappies, well, yeah. we've all been caught short. Just shite in a nappy in a plane. <laughs> in a pe- anyway, so that's uh, that's. You know uh, I urinated in a nappy, don't you? In a penny's changing room. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's That was that's during standard. pregnency. No. No, just, I think I had a really fresh baby. Yeah, yeah you then, just have no yeah. control. I mean, it was happening and I was I was playing catch up with the uh, the deluge. I have a micro creep. Do we have time for it before our main creep? Yes, go first. Uh, my micro creep is um, I did my fave thing, which is I started a Google search and let Google finish. Amazing. And then Whoa. I um, took my pick. So I wrote man sewn. And Google suggested into car seat, into uh, horse. Man sewn. Oh, the man sewn into a horse. Yeah. And um, and Seth was beside me and I was like, oh, these are great. Um, man sewn into a car seat is actually quite depressing. It's um, people trying to get into America illegally oh, from Mexico. That man sewn into horse, obviously, we've done on the podcast. <laughs> Seb, who that. has no idea what the creep dive is, was so amused by that. Um, and so I went for the third option, man's hand sewn into stomach. His own? What? Yes. Do you guys remember this story? No. no. So it's a couple of years old, but I just was like, ah, oh, we got to go there. So it's um, Carlos Mariotti basically had his hand, he's in his 40s, and... Um, He's described by the Daily Mail as a father, which is, I think, a ploy to make us care more. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I definitely like. would really, if something like this happened to me, I'd really resent being called Mother Sophie White. Like, isn't you will that be, a though. weird thing to do? Soon to be mother of three, Sophie White. <sighs> anyway, um, he damaged his hand really badly in a, a factory accident in 2017. And... Um, he, oh, it's, it's, yeah, give it to it us. It was vicious. So the machinery, it was like trapped between two cylinders. Yeah. And all the 
sorry, let me find it. it did, ba, 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 uh, oh, I'm salivating. Yeah. <laughs> All the flesh was basically ripped to shreds when it was trapped between two coil rollers. Yes. So that's like a, not even a smooth roller. Ugh. Um, it's something that they use to make plastic cups. And um, uh, basically the machine was having some problems and they did the old switch it off, turn it back on again. Mm. And um, anyway, he was feeding film into it and it started to pull his hand oh, in. Oh, God. Oh, I screamed in agony as my hand was dragged into the machine. I got the strength to wrench it back out. But as I did, I lost all the skin on the palm and the back of my hand. Oh, lost all the nerves and veins. The tops of my two fingers. It was, oh, totally, total <laughs> mutilation. So what are we looking at here? So, a skeleton hand with well, bits of flesh hanging off it. Oh, I'd say. Is there a photograph? There's no photograph of the hand in the aftermath of the accident. It would be an interesting thing to do to be like, wait now and I'll just take an old. Hang on. Well, I mean, that was in 2017. I feel like in 2019, you're right. absolutely someone would have taken that picky. Oh, you're yeah. right. But, um, I'm surprised they didn't in 2017. So they decided that they would save the hand from amputation by performing a groundbreaking operation that literally sounds like me or Jen made it up. They created a little pocket in the man's stomach and then they inserted the left hand into the stomach pocket (laughs) and stitched it in there. Genius. For 42 days so that they could new flesh would fuse with the back of his hand and basically his body would regenerate, heal, regenerate flesh but how for its hand. Separate it again. Yeah. Well, God. Oh, so, so can I just ask? Yeah. It's directly under the skin of the stomach, not like in embedded in the. Yeah, presumably, because they're looking for skin for the top of his hand. So that's... Yeah, it's not. Right. It's just under the surface of the flesh. Yeah. I want to show you the hand pocket, but I don't want to give away the end the, result. Denouement. So I'll show you the hand pocket in a sec. But it is, you're right. It's just as if there was a pocket on the surface of the flesh and the hand's just like slipped in. So they could, in theory, just cut around it and then remove it. Yeah. Which is kind of what they did, yeah. basically. Um, so... After three operations, um, oh bloody hell, I've lost my place. Sorry. That's all right. That is kind of amazing, isn't it? Do oh, you know science that is a, fascinating. Yeah. There's something, I think when they're looking there's at the cow's pocket. digestion. Oh, that's well, fucking that's gross. That's exactly what I anticipated. Yeah, no, it's exactly how it sounds, lads. Do you know about the cows and the see-through stomach? Wow. Yeah, you actually said that before on this podcast Genius. and I'm not sure if I believe it. It's true. You can just Google it right now. Um, Did you listen to that American Life about cloning the cloning the bull? No? Yes. It's very I good. I did. It was a brilliant episode. There's actually an episode of This American Life. It's their Christmas episode. They've re-released it recently. Oh, go, I saw that. Yeah. It's really excellent. Okay. Um, there's so also a podcast called This American... Sorry, so I'll, I'll give you back the mic in a second. There is a, a, a podcast called This American Lie, which is a parody of This American Life, which I one day listened to for 17 minutes before I realised it wasn't the real one. It's that Daddy. convincing. That and it just, great. Oh, just, that's so funny. Yeah. I really want to hear that. Okay, so after three... Um, three surgeries. What Carlos now has is a large flesh mitten. 
Sorry, he doesn't have gaps between his fingers. That's what I was concerned about. I see. So Carlos's <laughs> left hand is shaped like a boxing glove with a tiny thumb um, and a ball of puffy flesh where his four fingers should be. Why? And this Small just remnants like of the bony digits are tucked inside so the flesh So what's the point mitten. in any of this? They should have just knocked off his hand at the wrist. Well, it's I'd, you'd have to wonder now. Does Carlos think that himself on the daily? Because what he has now... Does Carlos regret having a hand? almost, I would say, more unwieldy. Jesus fucking Christ. Christ. How can you... So it's so hairy. It looks like... It's like someone's stomach. It's just a stomach on the end of a wrist. Or someone perma-wearing an oven glove. That's the worst thing I've ever seen. That's like me and you did that. That's not going That's not through a, a sleeve. Like that man cannot wear a shirt. That's not that is not terrible. going through a sleeve. No. <laughs> he has to wear a stretchy fabric every day. That is like you've taken. Look now, we're laughing at him here, but well, he, no, it's not funny. It, Maybe the swelling will go down, but it's an oven glove stuck onto his arm. <laughs> no, the swelling isn't particularly gone down now. Let me find some more pictures of the uh, flesh mitten in use. Like when you said flesh mitten, I thought you were going to show us a picture of like what an amputee hand looked like, and I thought I was going to have more to cut out here. But right. This well, is... that's the thing he can do. Okay. Um, so here's a picture of his hand holding a toothbrush. But like it's, I mean, it's definitely stretching the kind of meaning of holding. It looks like a lamb shank <laughs> with a toothbrush stuck on. It's like it. somebody put it. Yeah, basically. And like here, like look, he can I hold, <laughs> he can hold the phone to his head. Yeah, as if you were holding a when lamb shank could... <laughs> to your face, and yes. between your face and the lamb shank was a phone. Yes, exactly. Yes. It's so devastating. I feel like was is Carlos just like, for fuck's sake, why didn't you just chop it off and stick a multi-tool on there? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Anything a would hook. be more useful. A hook could a be hook way would better. Would have been better. Anyway, it would have been better. Does it's Carlos happy at least? I mean, we're just judging you. Now, I, no, I don't think Carlos is that happy. As the Daily Mail put it, he dreams of having fingers again. Oh. Like, of course he does. That's the thing, you couldn't now, even get a prosthetic was, onto that. Well, exactly. I think the idea was that they were going to, over time, be able to kind of separate that mitten. Right. And, like, bring the bones that are in there back into play. Yeah. And now I went for a long creep on how Carlos is doing now, two years later. And I couldn't find a decent update. I found an update from 2018, the year after, which was still basically Carlos dreams of having fingers again. Fair. Absolutely. Um, And then I found, and this is a devastating end to a devastating story, a justgiving.com crowdfunding page for fingers to help... um, like literally the, the page is called Help Give Carlos Back His Fingers. Yes, we should all do that because for fuck's sake, he got shafted by the surgeons. Do he did. Do you think when they pulled how? that hand out of the pocket, the surgeons were like, oh, they just rolled yes, with it. they were. Like, oh, I mean, it was an experiment of... that went terribly wrong. It's like, it must be like when you like burn cookies, you're like, they really did not need 42 days there. In, yeah, in exactly. The oven. Like it needed like... Six, maybe. 
Right. What's the crowdfunding page? I can't tell you how it's so sad. A hundred dollars. They've so far raised five hundred and ninety-two. Well, come on, pounds. let's let's show okay, it. Okay. Well, here we go. It's justgiving.com um, forward slash bloody Nora. How do you hang on? Copy to WhatsApp. Here we go. Forward slash. It must be Carlo Carlos or something. Sorry. Okay. Carlos forward slash friend. Carlos. Mariotti. That's Carlos, spelt the usual way, and Mariotti is M A R I O T T I. So we will share Carlos's GoFundMe page. I'm going to give right now. Um, you you give right now, Jen. <laughs> well done. That's terrible. It is terrible. There is a person in the comments who is definitely um, one of our own, a little creep. Somebody uh, has commented <laughs> five weeks ago. All the articles that I can find are two years old. Did he get his fingers back? What does his hand look like now? I so just strongly feel that she mm. she's a listener or should be. Get in touch. Updates two years ago. Updates. It's yeah. Sad. All but right. Well, well best done. of luck to Carlos. Well um, yeah. Let's give him a hand. <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> I guess. Kathy, start your story. No, let's just kick it good. off. Okay, guys. So I feel really excited. nervous about this now because I was getting trolled on Twitter. People saying this better be fucking worth it. And I, uh, someone else called you blue balls. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I, I I now became on Twitter and I started. I tw- twitted Your my first Twitter thing. is I a troll account. On Twitter. <laughs> You're you've got such a Twitter troll account. Did you delete your previous tweets? No. Okay, because they're they're genius and they should just be preserved. Someone I want them printed out and kept in the office here. I'm just going to just troll everyone I know. No one's responding to my tweets. Nobody n- realises it's you. <laughs> oh, do people not respond when Your it's a Twitter stranger? handle is one for the glove. You look like <laughs> you haven't got a picture of yourself. You look like an incel. Yeah, it's, you do. It's given strong incel vibes. Do yeah, I even follow explains you? the no replies. And, and the tweets are very incel in nature also. <laughs> just try to keep it real. One of our Twitter followers a while ago unearthed that account and I wish I could bring up their their tweet about it. But they it, said it was very on brand. Yeah, they just thought it was incredibly fitting that you had this <laughs> incel troll account. Dead followers. <laughs> what? I love it. I'm getting into it. I can see why it's addictive. Um, Sarah Grifsky. She is so prolific. On Twitter, she's great on Twitter. It's amazing amount of words. Anyway, yeah. come on, give it to us. Okay, so <laughs> this is... followers. I'm so, one of them. How is that possible? So, guys, um, this is the woman who solved her own, the missing woman who solved her own mystery. <laughs> Sorry, I'm on Jen's Twitter page. <laughs> Go on, do a dramatic reading of a tweet. <laughs> just before we get into it. <laughs> no, forget that. Oh, really? You're shaming me. No, it's We're not, not shaming. shaming you. It's I enjoyed just... your Twitter account more than any other Twitter account I've enjoyed like, this year. This one's from, what is the date on this? 2011. Oh yeah. Uh, collecting small pile of frazzled armpit stubble on work desk. Hashtag inappropriate behavior. <laughs> oh, I got my pits lasered. Yes, apparently. We know that's been more the subject pain than you've ever experienced, and you miss your fluffy pits. Yeah, hashtag regret. Absolute your joke. Of, your use of hashtags is so good. Wait. <laughs> Highly disappointed by the lack of a suitable doomsday tune in my library. All caps. Why do I have such upbeat taste? Hashtag <laughs> irritated. Okay, stop. This is what so age good. Was I? Uh, 2011. 29. 
<laughs> All right, come on, come on, Cassie. You were just 20, 11 years old. <laughs> so good. They were very good. So in 2004, Nettie Nance was a 17 year old <coughs> high school senior living in Bridgeport, Connecticut. She got pregnant. Uh oh. Yeah. And she couldn't hide it anymore. Um, so she turned to her mother, Anne Petway, for reassurance. Nettie's cousin, Brittany, was also pregnant. Brittany! So despite oh. them being young and having relatively low income, they were excited. Also, the state of Connecticut offered parental services and mm-hmm. other health care. And Nettie began the process of registering for the prenatal services. So her mother, Anne, said that she would help her with the documents, but she couldn't find her birth certificate. So oh. Nettie got pissed off of waiting. She wanted to go and be able to go get the stuff sorted. So she searched through things. She found the document with her name and her birth date on it. And she went to the Bureau of Vital Statistics in New Haven. But the clerk there couldn't find her records. So she started getting annoyed. Um, and when she kind of pressed them and she was like, you know, getting irritated at the thing, a supervisor accused her of trying to assume a false identity and said that if she kept trying to pass off what she had as a document, as ID, that she would get arrested. So she was really confused. Sorry, who now? Is she now, is it her or her mum who's at this place? It's her. It's her. Okay. Yeah, so it's her as a 17. What does she have as ID? Do you know? Whatever, it appears to be a birth certificate. Right. But it obviously hasn't needed to have Have a passport um, ever. Yeah. Or a driver's license. that's very, that's very common common in the States. I think lots of Americans don't hold passports. Of course, mm. America's fucking huge. They've got it all right there. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Except culture. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh don't, sorry to all our American wow. listeners. <laughs> that was really cutting. <laughs> um, the wish they, they don't would. have culture like us. Like the Blarney Stone, for example. And our upcoming and whitewater cuddle. rafting water whitewater rafting facility in Traditional the city centre. White water rafting. <laughs> I'm going to talk about it. I've talked about every it on every episode. podcast since I've known about it. Um, so the visit to Vital Statistics set off a chain of life-changing events. First, the Department of Children and Families called to her house to speak to Nettie's mother. And Nettie didn't hear what the conversation was about. It was probably about the paperwork or something. Um, and they mentioned that without proper ID, Nettie would not be able to enter the system and it would become a ward of the state because she was still only 17. Um, but whatever they spoke about, her mother, Anne, called Nettie a few days later while she was in work and said that as soon as she got home, she needed to speak to her. So when Anne got home, she went straight up to Nettie's room and she broke down in tears. She started crying. She said that Nettie wasn't her real daughter. <gasps> I stole you. No. So Nettie's actual mother. I found mother, you. Nettie's actual mother <laughs> had abandoned her and Anne had stepped in and decided to raise her as her own daughter and had never told anybody. Right? Now, Anne must have known when this process started that she was going to get rumbled. Yes. So Anne was annoyed when Nettie went to get the, the, the benefit the, stuff yeah, sorted. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. She came home that day and Anne was like, I told you I was going to sort it out. Oh, so sorry, she was annoyed. She was trying she, to step in. Nettie had gone off and done it on her own accord because she was tired of waiting to find the birth cert. Um, so Anne had grown up on the east end of Bridgeport. She had gone to Warren Harding High School where Nettie would eventually also go. And Anne was popular and fun and she was um, like when everyone was misbehaving and really bold said she was like mischievous but she wasn't um, 
criminal. She wasn't criminal. She wasn't a hellraiser. She said she was out there kind of just having fun um, and doing her thing and being a teenager. Now, as a teen, she did go to jail for a month for uh, theft in a neighboring town and um, minor forgery schemes <laughs> along with so, one. So actually... And kind of more criminal but than like, average. I mean, probably like fake IDing and stuff and oh, weed. Fair. Okay, fair. Yeah. yeah. So like teenage like forgery, you know, yeah. like we all did it. We didn't get caught. I did a great line of DIT a fake. student ID card was uh, oh, yeah. the going one. I did the old, us. the old driver's licenses were amazing. And you go and you'd have a bit of crack in when we were going on our J1 and you'd be like, oh, isn't it so funny that there's just a piece of paper in, in, in Ireland? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I could Photoshop a great... Um, driver's license so um, Photoshop she's so much younger than us mm. we were photo <laughs> well like we, we were, were photo copying yeah <laughs> <laughs> so much easier she um, so she wasn't a hellraiser she was she and a, and a policeman who knew the family said that that she was got in a little bit of trouble but she was grand right um, but in 1987 when Anne was relatively young she fell pregnant as well so everyone assumed the father was the boyfriend she'd been on and off with, Robert Nance. Uh, one of Anne's younger sisters, Cassandra, said that she first saw Anne with the baby when she arrived to meet her on the North train. But a cousin had said that Anne had left town for a period of time to go off and have the baby and returned, which was quite normal. The done thing. The done thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Anne was a great mother to Nettie. Uh, she... Nettie describes Anne as being a cool mom and it's clear that she worked hard to give Nettie a good life. Now, in one interview, Nettie said that she, Anne, had had a bit of a problem with kind of drink and stuff, but then she she took it back. I think she was just pissed off at one stage and said things, but she, mm. oh, everyone. Could I ask what Nettie is, is short, short for? for? Thank God. Ned, Would it be Annette? No, it's Ned, it's like N-E-D-J-A. Like Nedja. 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 Ned- okay. Nedia or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Um, so Anne worked as a janitor in a local civic centre. Um, she then, until Nettie went to high school, she sent Nettie to live with her own mother, Mary, just so that she could go to a better school. But she was with her all the time. So like she seemed very, very focused good. on giving Nettie <clears throat> the best possible um, life. Nettie's principal says that Nettie was a really good student and recalled her as being one of his favourite students um, and as far as we were concerned Nettie's dad was this boyfriend was this guy Robert Nance now Robert and Anne didn't stay together and Robert was a drug dealer okay and he was in prison on and off um, I think he was also in prison for a sexual assault charge don't right. think he's a great guy Um, but when Nettie was 10 Anne had another baby Trevon I don't know who uh, I think I don't know who Trevin's father is it doesn't say um, so Nettie starts spending a bit more time with her cousins and her aunts especially her, her aunt's younger sister Cassandra who I think is like relatively close in age to Nettie they get on really well they call each other like she calls her her bestie so the night that Anne told Nettie that she wasn't her real mother Nettie was full of questions obviously she was like well who am I where did I come from what's the story and Anne just kept saying she left you and never came back. But like she wasn't given any clarity of like where she left her or was it just like on the doorstep and that Nettie found her or she had she handed her or had, had Anne had found her. Had she handed the baby to Anne? 
no idea. Um, but they, every time that Nettie had questions for Anne, she just didn't give her any answers. So she started getting more and more frustrated with her. And eventually she just stopped asking her questions because she wasn't getting any answers out of it. Um, so they stopped discussing the matter and Anne told Nettie not to talk to anybody else about it. But she was still curious. She had difficulty believing that she had just fallen into her mother's lap. And as her suspicions grew, Anne and her became more distant from each other. Um, relatives had said that Anne was pregnant in the summer of 1987. But was she really pregnant? Had she miscarried? And then a stranger hands her a baby. What All very is weird. This? So Nettie asked the Department of Children and Families caseworkers. She had so Nettie went to the Department of Children and Families and she had a caseworker and she asked her because they test her DNA against a database of missing children. And the caseworker was like, no, that's TV level stuff. We don't do that. Like, that's not going to happen. Um, oh, yeah. Robert Nance, who I do love it. They only, we can only solve crimes to that extent on television yeah but I mean they'd be like we don't you know so we Anne, don't, I think Anna's, it's like we don't have a database of that large of like we can but they do now with like ancestry yeah, and me and yeah. stuff like that so Anna's just not telling Nettie anything oh, she's just saying she can't remember she can't oh, recall a fucking break yeah but I mean she probably has some sort of story that like oh yeah she, a woman she found the baby in a in a basket on a doorstep okay but Nettie knew enough to know that this was bullshit uh, and, and Nettie was like more. why didn't you tell the police why did you raise yeah. me as your own why have you passed me off as my own or and like as your own for my entire life the coincidence of having been pregnant yes right before coming by a stranger baby but yeah we all know falsifying a pregnancy is a thing you could do look at me yeah i, mean, right I, I didn't want Doing to point really the finger but I, <laughs> um so robert nance who was in jail at the time on a rape charge uh was contacted by the department of children and families and he said that if Anne, uh, he said that if nettie wasn't his daughter he didn't know about it you know that a key okay, as, far as, he was, yeah. as far as he was concerned she was um, that that Anne had never said anything to the contrary of her being a stranger's baby. Okay. So Nettie, remember, is pregnant. Um, so Nettie's daughter Samani is born in two thousand and five, and Nettie again just goes into this kind of like needing to provide because they're quite low income families that so they mm-hmm. just need to 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 provide. Um, she moved to Atlanta where her aunt Cassandra, her mother's younger sister had moved a few years earlier and she found work as a, in a hair salon. She tried a little modeling um, and she was, was just settling down there, just living her life, just doing what she could, right? With her aunt or? With her aunt. Okay. Like she's still very close to her aunt. And the daughter. And the daughter. Um, and Anne sent cards and gifts to Samani, but wasn't really part of the picture. Oh, yeah. Was that because Nettie cut her out or because Anne... I think there's just a distance between okay. them there. But like Nettie still hasn't Nettie yeah. still hasn't told anybody about okay. this, right? Sure, and like she years know have, years have to, passed. Yeah. So she moves to Atlanta. Net or Samani is born in two thousand five. She moves to Atlanta in two thousand and nine. Okay. So she's harboring this kind of like secret frustration that she doesn't have any um answers or anything like that. And can I ask, do you know, like, does she have stuff like social security number? 
I don't know. Do you know the she, way like that's, I mean, that's it's, how you it's get, a big thing in the States. It's a big thing anywhere really. Yeah, because when you go, kind of, well, even when you, identity. yeah, even when you go on your J1 or you go on a working visa, the, States, the first thing you have to do is get a social security number. Mm. Um, So I don't, I don't know. Maybe she just worked for cash kind of. Yeah. But maybe she. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't I don't know about like what other documents she did. She did have. Um. So eventually Nettie told Cassandra that Anne had confessed that she wasn't her real mother. And it Nettie was she told Cassandra, Cassandra her aunt. Yeah. That that I know that. Anne's not my mom. Yeah, but it was a surprise to Cassandra as well because okay. she had been pregnant and gone off to have the baby and returned and, and Cassandra had a baby. And Cassandra confirmed the pre- I mean, she was like, oh no, she was definitely, I thought she was pregnant. I think she was young, but yeah, they the family members did say that she was pregnant. Okay. Um, Or that they knew of her to be pregnant. So if she had told them she was pregnant and gone off very early on. Who knows? Um. So late at night, so Cassandra can encourage her to keep searching for her actual, um, her actual mother. And Nettie spent nights at the computer searching for missing children, 1987, um, in like Connecticut and New Haven. And she never got any results. Like there was nothing. So she would scroll through pictures, but it wouldn't look like a child that's my color. There'd be no resemblance. Then in December 2010, Nettie went to the website for National Centre for Missing and Exploited Children. And the site had hundreds of kids from all over the country. And for the first time, she realised that she doesn't have to necessarily be from Connecticut or New Haven. She could be from anywhere yeah. in the States. Um, so not just near Bridgeport. So she combed through the photo and she found the picture of a baby girl who was just 19 days old when she vanished on the 4th of August. 1987 Vanished From where? So Nettie dragged the photo Onto her desktop And saved it The baby's face Looked Identical to her baby Like her baby Exactly And um, Everyone said that Samani Her daughter Looked really like Nettie When she was older So um, Three days Before Christmas then In 2010 Or 2009 Nettie called the Centre for, for Missing Ch- and Exploited Children and said, I feel like I don't know who I am. She didn't mention the photo or the baby, um, but she just got so overwhelmed and she put Cassandra on the phone and Cassandra remembered that Nettie had a birthmark on her arm. So she said that to them. Now, the person. What do you mean? Eh? She had a birthmark on her arm when she was a baby. But, Still had it, but okay, Grant. Nettie. Identifying baby factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. just, a, just, a, just a thing. So she didn't mention the photo that they had found that they felt looked like Samani. She was just like calling her and being like, "I don't know who I am. I've been trying to get answers." At this stage, she'd been trying to get answers for like five or six years or something, and she was at her wit's end. And she just this is the first time though when they're calling this center that they're raising suspicion about Anne. Yeah, you see, that's yeah. probably what took them so long to come around. It's to not, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, God. she. That's actually very sad, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, because, it's tough. Yeah. yeah. The president of the centre, Ernie Allen, said that it was a total desperate call and she'd been trying to find out her identity for five years and this was just an absolute call of desperation. Um. Yeah, so it was in that first call that Nettie revealed her suspicions about Anne. She said she believed the woman known to her as her mother had abducted her near her time of birth. So after almost seven years since Nettie learned that Anne was not her mother... 
she was about to learn the full truth of who she was. What age is Nettie now? So she's, she's like 24. Okay. Yeah. She's 24 and her, her kid is seven. Yeah. Okay. Um, her real name was Carlina White and she had been abducted. A as white, a- Sophie. Oh my God. Like you. I'm about to gift you a child here now. Well, she's a fully realized adult, <laughs> but you are a granny. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> um, her real name was Carolina White. She'd been abducted as a newborn baby 19 days fuck? after her birth from, from where? Harlem Hospital. Oh my God. And had never been seen again. <coughs> oh my God. What the fuck? Anne Petway was not only not Nettie's real mother, she, she was her, her kidnapper. Oh my no. God. Yeah. Whoa. So, so that's Harlem, New York. Ass. And then she took her to Connecticut. Connecticut. Oh my God. What was she God. doing? Why? So Joy. I feel like I can guess oh why. God. Why? Well, she lo- did she lose she her own lose, baby? She lost God, her own baby. Jesus. Yeah. Okay, go Wait. on. Jesus. So Joy White and Carl. And there's actually strange parallels between what would have been Anne's situation and Joy and Carl's situation who are her real parents. So Joy White and Carl Tyson were the first couple among their friends to have a baby. It was 1987. Carl was only 22. He was driving a truck and working nights in a parking garage. Joy was 16 and still in high school. Oh my God. They had grown up in Harlem housing projects across town um, and they were together only for a year when Joy Carl called Carl to tell him that she felt sick and that she was pregnant. Uh, The pregnancy was not planned. Um, but the couple were planning to stay together. Um, she had Carolina Renee White was born at Harlem Hospital on the 15th of July, a healthy eight pounds. Um, Joy and her mother were taking care of Carolina back at her apartment and Carl used to come by every night after work. But when Carlina was nine days old, she developed 19 days old, she developed a high fever. And they called Carl and they went straight to the hospital. Um, On their way in, Carl remembers seeing a heavy set black woman in her 20s wearing a nurse's uniform. Didn't think much about it at the time. Um, Why would she? But he glanced for her name tag and he couldn't find one. Weird. So the doctor wanted the baby to spend the night in the hospital um, and they were looking for a phone because it was the late 80s, 87. They were looking for a phone to search and searching for a phone to call their mother's. Um, but when he looked back down the hall, he saw the woman in the nurse's uniform talking with Joy, Carlina's mother. And the woman said to Joy, the baby doesn't cry for you. You cry for the baby. And Carl remembers thinking that that, that was a really like that. You're more upset than the child is. So don't be worried about leaving her at nighttime. She's oh, crying. because She's in pain. She's not crying for her mother. And harsh. Carl remembers thinking that that was a really strange way to console a young first time mother. Um, but they decided that Joy would spend, they decided that baby would spend the night in the hospital and that Joy would spend the night at the hospital. But Joy wanted to go home and get some things first. So they left together at about half, um, half 12 a.m. So it was just after midnight, about the same time as the nurse's shifts change. Carl dropped Joy off at her mother's apartment and went home and fell asleep. And a few hours later, about six o'clock, it was the police calling from Joy's apartment a detective saying that Carlina was missing. What the fuck? Oh my God. Yeah. So when Nettie made touch with the centre, they reached out to Joy and Carl and reunited the family. 
Right. Had Joy gone back to the hospital? So Joy must have gone back to the hospital and they discovered then that the baby was missing. Right. Okay, right. Okay. Now there was another, there was a woman called Lucy something. I left this out of the main story because there was a woman that they were looking for at the time called Lucy something who fit the description. Yes. Okay. And she was the main suspect, but okay. nothing ever came of it. it. Yeah. Um, unbelievable. Yeah. So Joy oh and God. Carl. So Joy and Carl just headed home. Sans baby. Yeah. Split that was up. It. Traumatized oh, for life. Obviously. Uh, oh my st- God. Split up, but stayed in touch and just yeah, never any, never any um closure. Closure. Nothing. Although Joy says she always knew that her uh, that that Carlene would be found. Alive. It's funny. You would imagine days. because in, it's in a baby that situation. Rap, yeah, it's someone who wants someone a baby. Who wants a baby. Yeah. Yeah. And all female kind of staff, probably, you know, mm. you can imagine. Oh my God, I'm traumatized. You would hope then if you were the mother of that baby, that there would be some solace in thinking, OK, well, hopefully the baby will be looked after if someone it's went to this many lengths. who desperately wanted, wanted a baby. Yeah. 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 No, I guess. It's mad though, because like say when you, you go to the hospital and have a baby. Um, they put the Tags. um tag on the ankle. Yeah, an electronic tag. Well, the, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and like, I but I've I've always had you know the way when you go into hospital to have a baby, right? The midwives will ask you if you want your baby brought to the nursery to give you a little break or whatever, you know, in the just immediate aftermath of having mm, given that's birth. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, I always had the heebie-jeebies about that. Did you? Because that's God, that yeah. where they get mixed that's up. That's exactly the point where they, where get, they mixed get mixed up. up. They all look like a bloody skinned rabbit at that yeah. point. But sure, we True. had a stat here one day that babies are often given to the wrong parents in the hospital, but then they're like, it's sorted out before they go home kind of thing. Oh, it freaks me out. But do you get a look at, your baby comes out, it changes really quick as well. It's cleaned you know down. What the fuck There's no like. way I could have picked my baby out, out of a lineup. No way you, in hell. Like, no way. After an hour, you could have. No, no, Cassie, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, there's so generic looking. She looked fully... Uh, like an elderly man from the kind of as they all do Middle East they do if there's nothing more like I'm going in to visit people's babies like just as they have them when they're like real fresh babies and trying to be like oh it's gorgeous gorgeous. they're never gorgeous no (laughs) they're not I'm glad we can acknowledge that they they turn out gorgeous after like 11 days when they fill out yeah they look like some of them sort of both sort of scrawny and bashed up kind of it's like when they they reinflate they've been through some horrible ordeal they're total alien weird vulnerable Little slugs. Just, and yeah, you're right. I mean, I've heard lots of I've heard lots of things about if someone had the given kind me of yeah. mini mix ups. Totally. Like the near misses mm-hmm. of these situations. Because you're not getting a f- you're getting your baby. You're not getting a full look at it, really. You're yeah. in a hospital. It's all you're just your feet. If you're feeding, it's smashed up against your breast and you're sort of don't know how to ch- it's all madness right so you could ha- I, you could easily go home with someone else's oh my, my God, aunt yeah. Alice used to tell me that I was the wrong baby <laughs> <laughs> she said that that's what they did in the hospitals because when my mother was pregnant on me the doctor said that I had a spina bifida and then I came out this like six foot tall healthy baby <laughs> and like really? a really long grand healthy baby and my aunt Alice was like, ah, yuck, they took a healthy baby off bad parents and they gave it to uh, your parents. Well, they're... That's a that's... head fuck. Thanks, Alice. <laughs> my cousin Nancy she told me used to constantly really tell me I was adopted. Yeah. 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 That was an old favourite. And I didn't until And I've never years. seen a picture of my mother pregnant. No, they didn't tend to do it. I can't. I, there's no picture of my mum pregnant either. I don't think they didn't have cameras and stuff, but no. I didn't look like any of my siblings <laughs> till recently. 
But when you meet my little brother, Mike, he's the only sibling who's arsed making my birthday party on Saturday. He, we look identical now. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so where go are on. we? They show back really in the room. Right. So that yeah, call it, must have been mental. Yes. So the did, they, did Joy went, go on to have children? Yes, I think both Joy and Carl went on to have other children and other families. I'm not going to get too into their families, but um, yeah, the center reunited the family, put them in touch over the phone. So bearing in mind that. Uh, God, Anne, you'd be shit. That Nettie or Carlina, whatever you want to call her now, is still in Atlanta. And Joy and and Carl are in New York. Carl, Carlina, like it's... Yeah. Yeah. Um, So on the 15th of January, 2011, I'm pretty sure, Joy pays for Nettie and Samani to come to New York and visit her. At first, the reunion was great. Um... But as time passed and the media attention, the story grew, oh. Nettie just started to panic. And there was a couple of weird things that had happened, right? So they're all relatively... Um, Did they DNA test them at that point? Yes, they DNA okay, test them. Confirmed. It's confirmed and there's the birthmark and whatever. They know that they're the family, right? Um, so Carl, when, Joy, when Carlina is coming to visit, Carl says he can't get out of work and can't make it. Okay. Carlina says... Or Nettie says that he was actually gone to a casino with his friends. Okay. Carl also said that he would rent a car for her to help her get around the city. But when she went to collect the car, they wouldn't give it to her. She wasn't 25 yet. Okay. Um. So I think it was a bit of an anticlimax. She got there. There wasn't anybody. To they, were, I think they were there to okay. meet her, but it was just awkward. Yeah. Joy ended up having to pay for a taxi for her to come to wherever she was. Um. And there was a couple of different things there that were just weird. And there's a lot of media attention in the story over a very short period of time. And what's happening to Anne during this time? So Anne's back home in Connecticut. Um, Nettie, after a couple of days of being in New York and getting and like having initial instances where she's getting on really well with the family, she says she's calling them with, you know, according to family members that she's meeting. They are calling, she's calling Joy and Carl, mom and dad. And like, she's meeting their extended families and she's meeting other people and it's already happy and they look alike. And like, she's, she feels finally like she has an answer. But a couple of days after she gets there, she decides that she wants to go back to Atlanta because she has to go back to work. Mm. She says she needs to go back and and earn money. Um, But she just retreated completely uh, further. She said she became desperately anxious if she was approached by anybody um, like when she was in New York, there was just media all over the place. Like she's following them and stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah, she stopped calling because this is the longest time a child has been missing and reunited with the family. Wow. Okay. Except which is, I think it's really close to like the JC Dugard story. Right. Mm. Um, I think she was away for like captive for 19 years or something. So, I mean, she's 24 at the time she's reunited with the family. Um, so she stops calling Joy and Carl and she actually moves out of her home in Atlanta and checks into a hotel to avoid the media that are piling up outside her house. Um, but the calls didn't stop coming in from her, into her, uh, a couple of years when she was a couple of years previously, when she was prior, when she was looking for answers and trying to figure out who she was, she had written a letter to Oprah never heard anything back but now as the story broke in the national media a producer from Oprah was on the phone reading the letter back to her 
And she's, Nettie said that that just really pissed her off. She was like, you, you had it all this then. time yeah. and you didn't anything about it. But and now. you helped me. Yeah. But and now. Now that I'm hot shit, you want me, Oprah? Well, fuck you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to make matters worse, Nettie didn't want to do this show. Nettie was not happy with media attention. But Joy and Carl wanted to go on Oprah. Obviously. <sighs> Um, Nettie had said yes at first under pressure, but then she changed her mind. Um, and though Oprah would have been, re- she felt that although Oprah would have been really good for Joy and Carl, Nettie was suddenly coming to the realization of what this all meant for Anne, yeah. the woman who yeah. had been her mother and given oh. her a really good childhood oh and life. And the weight of what was happening to Anne and Nettie's role in it began to just oh, really no. sink in. And Anne not been arrested by now. So Anne surrenders herself to the FBI. Nettie becomes really worried about what's going to happen to her younger brother, Trevin. Of course. Um, what age at this point? So he's 10 years younger than her. So he's 14, 14 15. Shit. Is he Anne's biological son, do you think? Yeah, I'm no pretty sure. She didn't steal another. Yeah. So though Nettie had... She knows this. the way like young kids are always asking for siblings and things like that. And just here you go. <laughs> yeah. Swipe whatever. And buggy. like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, hear what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, boy, just bear boy, with me, boy, girl. Bear with. Bear, bear with. with. <laughs> um. So even though Nettie had kind of gained this extra family, she was very aware that Trevin only had Anne. And what would happen to him if Anne went to jail? So within weeks of the story unfolding, um, Anne surrenders herself to the FBI. Based on statements Anne made to the FBI after her surrender, prosecutors say Anne miscarried the baby sometime in the summer. Um, Carlina was born and she became desperate. Sometime the summer Carlina was born. Anne was desperate to become a mother. And um, Anne's main defense basically was that, yes, Anne raised the baby but Anne didn't necessarily kidnap the baby. So maybe well, someone else kidnapped her and gave her to Anne. Okay. She okay. didn't, you know. Is that Anne's defense? Yeah. She can't quite remember who it was. It's it? kind of her lawyer Robert's defense. Okay. It's, it's, I think Anne's staying relatively quiet. Um, well, yeah. But they have no, they have no explanation as to how Anne. So it's only circumstantial evidence that they have. They yeah. have nothing that puts her at the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No physical evidence connecting her to the kidnap but she did it's weird to be rooting for Anne because she destroyed some lives mm. but I am also like oh my god I know yeah um, I don't want her to go to jail yeah. for some reason so Nettie was get completely overwhelmed and cut contact with Joy and Carl so said no to Oprah said no to Oprah there is also um, she said no Oprah no Oprah there was also a obviously Joy and Carl had sued the hospital. Yes, of course. So they back then or recently? Back then. Okay. And they had gotten a settlement of um like a hundred and seventy thousand dollars each. So there was a lot of settlement. There was money, there was about a hundred and seventy thousand dollars each because they had separated. And they put half of that into a trust fund that was to go to Carlina should she return before the age of 21 yeah. but when she didn't return at 21 they withdrew the money and it was all gone oh fuck so three years later all that money was gone now how Carl much are we talking here again? so like $100, yeah, right. $170,000 thereabouts right mm. which would have been life changing money for her 
Um, now, when when Nettie stops getting in touch with them, they're like, because Joy and Carl are still talking to media all the time. Like, there's still so much interest in this. And kind of Carl, in a couple of interviews, makes out that like she gets pissed off over the money thing. And he's like, oh, we're a family again and you're getting pissed off because your trust fund is gone because we spent because we didn't know where you're going. We had other people. We had other children. Mm, we had other families to raise. That's fair enough or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, there's an argument for it. But like Nettie is like, no, I wasn't pissed off about the money. I totally understand the situation. I was just overwhelmed. Yeah. And feeling bad for my br- my other my mother. My other yeah. mother. Um, so she does eventually get back in touch with them. I think they do have some sort of relationship now, but it's certainly not like the happy family things. Like she's still in Atlanta with Cassandra. Okay. At this moment. But Anne, Anne had, was on trial in 2012 Ooh. and um, she, America. Nettie did, Nettie did not attend the trial. Okay. At the time it was stated, she just said that she was taking herself away from the situation, but she did have a lifetime movie deal. And which people uh, Nettie say, did. Nettie did, okay. which people say impacted her decision to attend the trial. And um, there is a lifetime movie called the Carolina White Story, like yeah. a straight to TV movie. Didn't watch it. It is on YouTube. Okay. Um, I started watching a little bit of it, but it just is one of those really cheesy ones. Okay. Um, but Anne was sentenced to twelve years in federal prison. Fuck. So I don't know what the status of her now. I mean, if she did a bad thing, if she she's, did, she did. If she's living out the twelve years, say, if she's listening. And well, if she's if she's if she's not out on early release for good behavior, she'd be out in twenty twenty four. Okay. And do we know Fucking what age Trevin was when she was jailed? Uh, in 2012, he was probably 15, 16. So yeah, tough, tough. But um, but surely, I hope Trevin's father Nettie is father. It's going to be able to for absolutely sue everybody she can and get. But see, a good the hospital settled. But they settled the case already, the but not with Nessie. Well, not with Nettie. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I feel like there's an of you. You're like, who can she sue? But like she, there t- should be some sort of like absolutely. massive fucking. Um, this is her. Ultimately, she here. is the loser here. Yeah. I mean, she's absolutely. lost her fake family who she thought was real. She feels and this new real family who she doesn't even fucking know. But feels guilt of losing her fake family. Of she course. just wanted answers. She didn't think yeah. that her mother would have kidnapped her. Well, she yeah. might have suspected. She probably suspected something like that possibly happened. Like when Anne was not giving her any details, and she waited so long to call the child protection services or whatever whoever they I wouldn't turn my mom in now if I thought she kidnapped me I would just be like ah Trish Grant if my mum said to me you're a scallywag but yeah, I, yeah. I did kidnap you but I'm going to get fucked up yeah if this comes out I'll go to prison forever so here's where I kidnapped you from you could secretly go find your own family and let's try no and keep way. it under wraps. No way. Do you think that like that, the family that you <sighs> yeah, good point. secretly yeah. have, they'd be like, they'd oh, be understanding. <laughs> grand. I'm not sure. But Thanks, do you think Trish. this could have been the case? I'd blackmail Mary. Well, there you go. I'd get her to tell me that she yeah. kidnapped me and then I'd pretend to be fine about it. And then I'd just like extort forever her. hang it over her head. Forever. We have three Throw degrees of face. very different reactions here. Full time childcare. Boom. Full time childcare. If she's giving any kind of hesitation over being asked to babysit, I'd be like, what? what's that? Mommy. <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking hell. So what became of Nettie? Uh, so Nettie, I'm pretty sure is still in Atlanta. There is the lifetime movie, so I'm sure she got a bit of book out of that. And uh, I think she's just like, 
focusing on giving Samani a, a good life. You know, I think she's very low key. She definitely doesn't like the media attention. She did a great. There's loads of like um, news pieces about this, but there is a good long read in the New Yorker magazine. And it's mad. Do you think that this might have been the thing that made babies have to wear electronic tags in hospitals? I don't think that I'd this would that be the only one. I think yeah. this right. is just the longest time that we've that they've gone without discovering really the baby. Okay, but I think that yeah, there's definitely a couple Fucking of examples hell. of it. You'd be so pissed off, like after nine months of pregnancy, after the labor, and be like, "Sorry, we lost it." Oh, Jesus, you'd be like, "We're like taking it home and then you. taking it back in and everything." It's not like they lost it from the moment she left the hospital. Yeah, she had a good bonding time with. Oh yeah, desperately sad, and she was only sixteen. Yeah, 17. very sad. <sighs> anyway, um, so I told you it was a good story, though. It is it good. Is. That yeah. was juice. Well, she delivers. Sad, but good. There was, because I remembered what brought me onto this was when I was younger, I read a fictitious book called Joyride. And this was the plot of the book. And I remembered that book because I thought it was a really good plot. And I was like, I wonder, did that ever happen? And lo and behold, I discovered this story. That is crazy. Do we have a time for this mini thing that someone sent that I thought was interesting? Yes. Uh, let's see now. Dee, 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 dee. Oh yeah, so hang on, this is from um, Ursulus Fulgens. <laughs> we actually met this person, uh, Harry, at one of our live shows. Thank you for sending this in. Fascinating little snippet. Let's go. Public universal friend, right? So uh, he sent in uh, an image, it looks like from a Wikipedia page. So the public universal friend, born Jemima Wilkinson, November 29th, uh, 1752, okay? Okay. Was born as an English-American to a Quaker family on Rhode Island and was assigned female at birth. Um, this person suffered a severe illness in 1776 and reported having, she was reportedly had died. And Age, sorry, what age would she have been in 1776? 24. 24, okay. Reportedly having died and been reanimated by the power of God as a genderless evangelist named the public universal friend. Ah. Right. So the friend refused to sh answer any um, longer to the previous name, Jem uh, Jemima. Uh, she quoted Luke, a passage from the Bible. Uh, they. They. Uh, yeah, sorry. Thou sayest... They say is it when visitors asked if it was the name of the person they were addressing and uh, they ignored or chastised the, those who insisted on using it, uh, their previous name. So the preacher shunned the name Jemima completely, having friends hold um, hold reality and trust rather than see the name on deeds and titles. So even when a lawyer insisted that the person's will should identify as the subject having been born with the name having been born under yes um the preacher refused to sign that name only making an x which others witnessed even though the friend could read and write so right. the friend asked not to be referred to with gendered pronouns followers respected these wishes avoiding gender specific pronouns even in private diaries and referring only to the public universal friend or short forms such as the friend oh. or P-U-F. Oh, right, Isn't yeah. that fucking amazing? Absolutely mm. So that's the year 1772. And Absolutely amazing. So kind of an example of uh, sort of... Is that a picture? That's a portrait of the public universal friend uh, 
There you go. It's a drawing of that. So anyway, that's a really interesting little snippet. That's really from history. And so what was the illness? Is there any? It's not sure. Well, I didn't go into it, but it just says it's unidentified. So it sounds as if um, they sort of, I don't know whether it happened or not, the illness, but they were reanimated according to themselves Uh under under this new sort of identity. That's really interesting. Isn't it? Yeah. I love that. The public universal friend. That is very good. Love it. Fascinating. Anyway, so that's the thing. So uh, we'll see the ones of you who have tickets next week in the lighthouse for our Christmas creep. Fabulous. Everyone excited? I certainly am. Have you got a good one? Well, oh. there's one that I'm like back and forth on. We, I, I we need ask, to discuss it off mic because are I we, can't decide whether it's... Are we Christmas related specific? This is a Christmas one. Okay, that I'm Do we want about. to ruin Christmas for everyone well, or what? That is what well, we that's do. Sort of that's our thing, you no? Know? Ruin your day? Okie yeah. doke. I wonder will our ghost lady reappear? That's the real question. We're not in a sort of a haunted house setting this time. Um, it's still an old building. Anyway, bar. see you okay. next week. Bye. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.